I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the finals week one edition of the Half-Backed Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Very, very excited to kick into gear for this week. We've got four absolute blockbuster games of footy coming up. In week one of the finals, I cannot believe the way some of these rivalries have landed out, uh, kicking off the 2022 final series. Here to talk through it with me is one of the sharpest minds in rugby league, former Canberra Raiders and St. George Illawarra Dragons playmaker, Sam Williams. Sam, how are you, mate? Yeah, going well, boys. Very excited. Great week ahead. Uh, I think you're right. The the matches we've got ahead are just blockbusters, and I just think it's going to be one of the best weekends of rugby league in a long time. Mate, is there a bit of a buzz down in the capital there? The, uh, the mighty Raiders into the finals. They've snuck in, took them all season to get there. They were sitting, they were coming last after about five or six rounds, it might have been, uh, and they've ended up in the eight, and they're, they're, they're underdogs this week against the Storm, but I think they're every chance. Yeah, look, there's probably a few memberships that people cut up and handed back in, apparently, that <laughs> um, are being retrieved from the bin or ringing up the club for them again because the way they've turned it around and... Uh, and hung in there and given themselves an opportunity. It's been fantastic to see. In sticky, we trust. We'll uh, we'll have a good a good deep dive into that game later on with Sam. Also here to talk through finals week one punting plays is ex-TAB data analyst James Hughes. Hughesy, how are you, mate? Excellent, mate. Looking forward for a weekend. Great games of footy ahead, so yeah, can't wait. Uh, you've continued your good form with your locks. We'll get to that very, very shortly on today's show. Recap of last week's results. Drop this week's lock of the week, value play, Hail Mary punch. We'll go through the tips for each game with Sam for the four blockbuster finals clashes. As I said, a deeper dive into that Raiders v Storm clash. Uh, We've got also a few interesting stats around finals footy and top eight sides playing against each other. To get stuck into our recap of round 25. Now, I've stitched us up a little bit this season, boys. I'll be honest. I worked out that a couple of punts where same game multis and... Players have been ruled out pre-game, and I've been I've been playing them on, let it go through to the keeper, and stitched us up. Instead of voiding them, I've been sort of dropping into the remaining legs, and there's been a few losers. Uh, they do actually get voided. So, Sam, that ties into you, because last week you had a couple of voided bets with your anytime try scorers. It was your lock and your Hail Mary, so they were scratched. Uh, your only one that did stay alive was your value play. Very unlucky there. You had Manly giving away the start. Sorry, Manly with the start, Raiders giving away the start, tick, tick, and then the Warriors to win. They led by 14 with, I think it was seven or eight minutes to go. It might not have been that many at $5.70, and they blew it for you. Yeah, it's about time we cleared some of these teams out for the rest of the year and focus <laughs> on what we've got ahead of us. Um, yeah, as, much as, it's, uh, as much as the sides we have left are tough to pick, at least we're going to find a little bit more consistency with a little bit of luck. That was an absolute howler. That leaves your ROI for the season at 181.5%. Husey, your lock of the week saluted again. It was the Raiders giving away the 12.5 start at $1.95. I feel a bit sorry for Sam because he went so hard on that game, but the avoided bets, the Raiders were a part of his value and the Warriors stunk him up. So, uh, But Husey, they did land for you at $1.95. 
Yeah, mate, I think it was 42-0 at halftime. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think I was getting getting away with that minus easily. I was down at the Shoot Shield Grand Final the day before at Leichhardt and the wind was howling in that direction. So if, if Sunday was doing the same thing, no wonder they were up 42-0 at halftime. So death taxes, taxes, myself getting the lock of the week and Shoot Shield uh, Grand Final winners, Sydney University. Oh, he's turning the tide on, on Sammy Boy there. Cheeky little jib after his... Uh... After his lock, I oh, didn't salute, he got voided. Mate, uh, your brother, Benny Hughes, quick shout out to him. The, was he starting fly half for that game in the shoot shield final? Yeah, he was. I had a blinder, so I thought I'd better throw it in after. He's been on Mad Mad Monday four days in a row, I think, so they've been loving it. Jeez, I can't wait for the press to get a hold of that one. He'll be carrying on like a pork <laughs> chop. Uh, the, that leaves you at 213.2% for the season, mate. Uh, on to my continued hard luck stories and excuses for the season. My lock, Jesse Ramian, any time try score did get up at $2.05. So I got a nice little profit for the week into the hard luck. Value plays, Cows 13+, plus, Tower Lungy, Drinkwater, and Kyle Felt, any time try scores at $6.70. Kyle Felt had a 50-50 video referee decision to score a try. There was about a millimetre in it. It was ruled out, cost me putting me in the green for the season. Uh, and then my Hail Mary was AJ Brimson, Jaden Campbell, and Edward Cossey, anytime try scores at $11. Uh, big bad Eddie Cossey cost me that one as well. So unfortunately, I'm still on 0%. Could have been there, but not quite there yet. This could be the week. The top spot special, I went into that same sort of Hail Mary play, and it was Campbell, Brimson, Cossey, and Reese Walsh to score at $4. In the 50-odd minutes that he played, Reese Walsh just did just about everything else except score a try. So that one fell just short too. Guys, we are using exclusively Top Sport Markets. Big fans of their value, especially their same-game multis. Comfortably the best in the industry where the odds actually add up. If you came to follow along with us and choose to link up with Top Sport, use the special code SC Playbook. Uh, if you are, of course, 18 plus only, gamble responsibly if you do. Boys, let's get stuck into our finals week one plays. $100 kitty, lock of the week, $50. Sam, I'll start with you, mate. This week, I know it's unusual for me to do this, but I've gone with a left-edge try-scorer winger. Um, I've gone with Daniel Tupo for the Roosters to score at any time. And my reasons behind it are I feel as though last week um, they found the outside shoulder of, of Lachlan Ilias a few times with Crichton running over the top of him. I feel... Both the centre and winger were jamming and going past the ball. So I was leaving a little bit of space in behind that right shoulder of Ilias. Crichton seemed to have a little bit of a little bit of luck there. So I feel that it might be a little bit this week. You know, they're coming up the same side. They come, you know, it's a, they've each had a good look at each other. But I think that the centre and the winger might be a little less hesitant to jam this week and try and shut down the play out the back. So if, if Angus Crichton can can run a really good inside shoulder line and hold Ilias up. If you've got James Tedesco sweeping out the back, I think that's what's going to create the room for Tupo to score a try. And look, it could be Tedesco going himself and, and really turn the corner and go go through that gap between the centre and the half. But I think that they're going to try and hold up Ilias. And I think that the uh, right edge of the bunnies, they can't keep jamming like that because as we saw, there was a couple of tries there where Crichton was just too strong close to the line. Mm, I, I had a feeling you might go down this direction somewhat, Sam, and I did pretty similar uh, for one of my plays later on. And a lot of it was based around 
Angus Crichton just giving Lachlan Ellis an absolute bath. It was, it was a joy to watch uh, as, a, as a neutral watching on in that game, but just the ball playing of Luke Keary to isolate Ilias and get Angus Crichton one-on-one with him. So I was trying to work out, uh, I said, one of my plays coming up, whether to go again with Angus Crichton as an anytime try scorer in terms of just them doing that again and getting to Ilias, or is it a case of overcompensating and then, as, as you said, it opens up out the back? Yeah, I think Ilias, his, his first up contact wasn't too bad. I just, I think that the, the the tackle in that situation is probably the legs tackle because Crichton's just so strong upper body. You, you saw when he makes contact um, chest on chest, how hard it is to pull him down. So I think the low tackles for is Ilias's go this week, but trying to do that, sometimes you can overcommit as well. So it's going to be interesting to see the way both teams deal with it. Uh, obviously, the Rabbitohs are going to need a little bit more help from the inside and um, give him a little bit more of a chance. And Colin Tungy probably needs to try and get in there and help him a few times as well. Yeah. Husey, you're a man in form with your locks, uh, as you so kindly reminded us. Mate, now that you've done that, you've got to put your money where your mouth is and keep it up. So what have you got for us for your lock of the week? Oh, mate, hopefully I haven't put the mock on myself. But... Uh... <laughs> But uh, no, I'm going to go for Melbourne 13 plus first. The Raiders, sorry, sorry, Sammy, uh, at $2.45. I think Melbourne will just be too good. Canberra have had a couple of quite an easy run into the finals. Uh, I think they're going to get a rude shock when they come up against Melbourne. Um, the market's minus seven and a half Melbourne favourites. I've got them about 11 point favourites. Um, and I guess like this statistic I'll probably bring up a bit later on uh, around completion statistics, but Melbourne are completing a lot higher than Canberra have been this year. Um, and I'll go into it later, but in these big games, completion is important. Um, and I see Melbourne, yeah, running them off the park with that. Mm, beauty, mate. I won't, I won't get Sam's thoughts on that just yet. We'll save it for later because I'm, I'm really, really intrigued by that matchup just due to the success the Raiders have had against Melbourne uh, in recent years, particularly down at Amy Park. I think they're two very contrasting sides in terms of packs, backlines, all sorts of things. So we'll get to that shortly. Uh, my lock of the week is in the same game, and I've gone uh, down a little bit of an avenue off the back of one of Sam's locks earlier in the season. That's Jordan Rapana, anytime try score at $2.41. <coughs> the Raiders' left edge, and this is probably reiterating a, a touch what Sam said in the past, but... The left edge of Jackie White and Hudson Young, it's it's quite dominant. They get a lot of ball there, scoring a lot of tries. Uh, Hudson Young is a man in just absolute supreme form. I'm sort of hoping defensively that the Storm can overcompensate on him a little. You've got that edge, the right edge of the Melbourne Storm, with Marion Seve and Xavier Coates conceding 54% uh, of all the Melbourne Storm's tries. It, it's really fragile, so... I think the Raiders is going to go there all game. And I thought Rapana as a really great try scoring win at $2.41 uh, was quite a good bet. So that is my lock of the week. Sam, we'll move on to you and your value bet of the week. Yeah, value this week. I've just um, I've stood out one player to score a try. It's not a, it's not massive odds. He's at $4.30 to score a try. And that's Peter Hicku for the North Cape Queensland Cowboys. Wow. I think he's been... Uh, I think he's been showing a little bit of form lately and he's been dishing it off a few times to his big mate outside him, as you mentioned earlier, Tim. But I just love the line that Nenai runs and really turns the half's shoulders in and, and really makes you check hard. And we've seen the way Drinkwater's ball playing is. 
he might turn the corner and then Peter Hiku pushing through the line, picking up an easy try. Or the, if the winger doesn't follow, um, if, if Drinkwater can get to the centre, that little short ball, I think Hiku, you know, he's a good play at $4.30. It's, um, I know I know it's a, he isn't the most noted try scorer of all time, but he he's a very, very solid player. He, as I mentioned earlier, he can dish the ball on often to his outside. He's not a selfish player, but... I think it comes a time where he backs himself and, and he takes them on and he's a big, strong player. So I'm just hoping he can fall over the line at $4.30. Sam, Hiku is an interesting one because to get those odds for a centre in one of the better attacking sides in the NRL, it's pretty ridiculous. Now, I went to throw him into my plays a couple of weeks ago uh, thinking, you know, similar sort of train of thought. And then I went, oh, I think he was, you know, maybe early to mid $3. And I thought, oh, you know, that's, that's probably a little bit short for the amount of tries he'd been scoring this season. But it gets to a point where, as you said, he's gone above $4. Where you're going, geez, that, that's pretty good value. Now, the Cowboys' defense this season has turned on its head. It's been phenomenal what Toddy Payton's done it there. And Hiku, as you said, he's not necessarily an attacking uh, master, master in that one. But defensively, he's one of the best defensive centers in the game, isn't he? Yeah, he is. And I think that's been the big success for the Cowboys this year, obviously, um, Dearden's a wonderful defender and Chad Townsend's defended really well this year as well. And outside of them, you've got Valentine Holmes and, and Hiku. And on this podcast, we often speak about that little area between the back row, the halfback and the centre and, and the trust that you have within those players. And I think both Valentine Holmes has come on leaps and bounds as well defensively. I think he's been phenomenal as well as being a, a really big attacking weapon as well. But Peter Hickey's always been a very solid defender and, and he's got good reads. He's got good contact. And that's that's a real vulnerable part of the field to score tries. So if you can really nail that in, you can often um, drop those amount of points that you do concede. Mm, really underrated footballer, old Sneaky Pete. One of the most solid, uh, f- solid players going around that doesn't often get a lot of raps despite getting a bit of success. Husey, your value bet of the week. I'm going to the Penrith Parramatta game. I'm going to have a same game multi three legs. Uh, I'm going to go Penrith minus seven and a half into Tyler May to score at any time into the over 38 and a half points. And I'm going to top that up and get myself $5 for that one. Um, my reasoning behind it, I have Penrith uh, minus 11 and a half start. I think there's a lot of media going on at the moment saying that Parramatta are going to uh, bring it to them. Obviously, they've they've won two games against them this year, but I think that's just kind of media hype trying to drive a bit of a contest. I think Penrith will just be too good in reality. Um, and the reason behind May to score any time, we've got Penrith love going down that Luai edge. They've scored 52% of their tries down Luai's edge. I think they'll get a crossover to May to get one and on the counter, Parramatta are actually conceding 50% of their tries down that right end. So mm. it is you know, a bit of a storm in that corner for this game, I think. Um, and then in regards to the overs, both games this year, albeit Parramatta winning those games, both of those have gone over the 38, being a 44-point game and a 42-point game. So I think I'm just going to throw that in because it's slightly correlated to the minus as well and it plays well and gives me a bit more money in my same game. I like it, mate. I'm a bit similar. I, I wouldn't say confidently, but I think Penrith are going to show their class in this one, despite Parra having a decent record against them. 
Mate, uh, you, we've spoken before about how you, you come up with your lines and how a lot of what it is is key players inside that are out and what their their value is to a line. Now, Nathan Cleary's been out of that side for a fair while now, missed five weeks. Um, Penrith obviously held up well enough through that. What's, Pen, what's Nathan Cleary worth to the line? And in the entire competition, is there a, who's the player who, who is worth most to the line in their team? I assume probably Tom Trebojevic, but... It's uh, yeah. So when Luai and Cleary are out, they were a combination of about six point six to seven points. So uh, we've got Nathan probably in and around the three and a half zone. Um, I'm pretty certain, if I can check real quickly, that it's actually uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, based on his form, was the most uh, rated player with a four point two impact on the line. So him being out has been. Uh, quite large for Melbourne this year. But in saying that, because that happened early in the season, I think they've adjusted and, and they're playing good footy uh, without him. Okay. Very good, mate. Uh, I have got for my value, Bradley, taking on a couple of lines, and I'm with you. I've got the Panthers giving away a seven and a half start to beat the Eels. I've got the Roosters giving away four and a half to beat the Rabbitohs. Cannot wait. I can't wait for all these games, to be honest. Uh, and then I've got the mighty Canberra Raiders with a seven and a half start against the Storm. At All that is paying $8 together for my value bet of the week. Uh, I think a cheeky little Raiders 1 to 12 and a left edge try scorer, maybe Rapana or a Hutto, Hutto Young could be a cheeky play as well. Sam, your Hail Mary of the week. Yeah, look, this Hail Mary that's, I've gone to the I've gone to the Roosters Rabbitohs game. I think there's going to be, I think there can be some points scored in. I know last week there was um, uh, there was a few tries without anything being um, over the top, but I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, I think Murray's the big one. I think he's the big ball mover for the Rabbitohs. I think Cody Walker obviously gets so many raps, and I've said a, new, a number of times how how good a player I think he is and how how well he goes into the line and creates so much for Johnson. But he doesn't get that opportunity unless uh, Murray plays on the inside. And between Murray, Zayo and, and Victor Radley, I think the way that they go to the line and, and really hold up those inside defenders to create the room, I think that's the big one for the Rabbitohs this week that will allow them to score some points. And I, I'm not even saying that the Rabbitohs necessarily win this game. But I think there could be some points, and I think that we've seen the Roosters uh, how good they are when they attack well. But there's some points in this game, I think. So I've gone with Cody Walker to score a try, Alex Johnson to score a try, and Campbell Graham to score a try. I think Graham coming in um, against that left edge of the Roosters, uh, I think he's going to he'll see a little bit of footy. He runs a really good hard line, and he's at three dollars sixty to score a try himself. So all up, you're getting twenty six bucks there for the top up token. As I said, I, I think it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful game of football. I think Murray's going to bring some points, and the ball movement that he brings to this Rabbitohs side. Uh, I don't know if anyone does underestimate it, but without him there, it makes it hard for for the halves of the Rabbitohs to create too much. Yep. Hey. Uh, look, we're not look, not looking to get anyone in trouble on the, the halfback podcast, but it really intrigues me with Cam Murray, who who had a pretty bad HIA, failed HIA last weekend, just around concussion protocols, Sam, and this isn't looking to get anyone at the Raiders in trouble. It's just from your experiences, coming into a sudden death final game against the biggest rivals in, in rugby league, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, 
Cam Murray, if this is a regular season game, you would just think he probably sits it out and they get it right. When it comes to clearance for this game, like you'd think, like how do they approach it? And I know you'd say, oh, you know, it won't matter if it's round one of the year or grand final, they'd treat it the same way. Let's be realistic. They're not going to. Like Cam Murray will be doing everything he can. Do you think there'll be corners cut? Like what's your take on it for these big games? Well, the big one is that the we there's uh, as everyone hears there's protocols that you have to follow, but the big one is the baseline test that we do at the start of each year, which is a it's it's it's, it's around cards and memory and reaction and and um it's used by the computer and you basically get a baseline test to see where you're at. Um, you know, someone like Nick Kotrick might be a little bit lower than someone like Cameron <laughs> Welsh, Christian Welsh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so like you'll do you'll do your baseline test, and then during the week he'll do that test a couple of times. And if he doesn't make his baseline or he's not within a certain grade for that baseline, well, he'll be ruled out. You won't have any choice. So it's not like he sits there and it's all just based on feeling, because as you said, he could just say, "No, I've got no symptoms. I don't have any headaches." But if you don't pass your baseline test, you won't play anyway. One thing that surprised me uh, over the last couple of years since the HAs and the testings have, have really been brought in is uh, just the lack of rebuttal from players. They all the players they understand that the importance of long term health and, and um, particularly mentally in the brain and trauma around that. But th- there's never any dissatisfaction around it. They, they all seem very accepting when they when they fail a, a game day HIA when they get ruled out. There's never any backlash. So I mean, it's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, and I think the big thing is the players now work out that they can kick and moan and do whatever they like. But once those, once that decision's been made that they're not either going back out there or or if they're coming off the field or not playing the following week, the, the, it's out of their hands. They can, as I said, they can complain as much as they want, but they're not going to get anywhere anyway. So I think it comes down to the the clubs protecting the players, and I think that the the way it's changed over the last few years is phenomenal. And I think that it's really trending in the right direction. Mm. Nice. Husey, your Hail Mary player for the week. Mate, I'm going to keep it uh, where I should have been playing my Hail Marys all year, just sticking to my model. Uh, last week, I think I went 0 from 4 from try scorers in a winning Roosters team. So I'm, I'm getting away oh, from that rubbish. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go and just put a multi on every single line this weekend. I'm going to put the Penrith minus uh, seven and a half into the Melbourne minus seven and a half, which I've kind of gone through already. Um, And I'm going to put those into Cronulla minus two and a half and then South plus four and a half. Uh, In terms of my Cronulla bet, I've got Cronulla about a six point favorite um, at home. And then South, I've actually got them a one-point favourite. Unfortunately, as a Roosters fan, I'm a bit unhappy with the model. But I think with Manu out, who's worth about 3.4 points, and uh, Colin out as well, um, I think uh, South should cover the plus and hopefully Roosters win by 4 to 1. <laughs> Ooh, geez. Talk, talk about taking emotion out of it, Hughes. He put in the, uh, the bunnies line in that one. So I know. That and that be- one rolls out at twelve $12.30. There you go. Bunnies with the start could be play of the week then if Hughes just dropped that one. Uh, my Hail Mary of the week, $20 on. Alex Johnston, for all the reasons that Sam's already listed, anytime try scorer with Cam Murray back there. He's at something like a eighty anytime try scorer, which you go back and look through his try scoring every single game. I find that quite stunning. 
Daniel Tupu, again, for pretty similar reasons to what Sam's listed. I think the Roosters are going to send everything at that right edge of the Rabbitohs again and Lachlan Ilias. And I just think Tupu can be the beneficiary on the left there. James Tedesco also in there. I love him. In, he seems to be pretty decent value most of the time, particularly being the big game player that he is. Into the Roosters' negative four-and-a-half line. They're giving away uh, all that adds up with to $13. I think that might have been a, a little top-up for an extra bit of value there. Guys, if you've been wondering whether you can really afford to buy a new car or even thought you need some extra cash to help take your business to the next level, whatever the goal might be, Patty and George from Mortgage Choice are here to help. You know your numbers. Message them by Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word. We'll give them a call on 02-9521-1611. If you do that and want to link up with the boys, SC Playbook is your special code. That'll give you a free numbers consult, saves you a stack of money straight up. Uh, so if you're in position in life to be looking at any of them sorts of things, you might be getting into the property market, uh, give Patty and George a call today. Now, Husey, a little topic leading into our or Sam's NRL tips for the finals week one. You've just you've been looking at some some key stats correlated to winning games between top eight sides. Now, obviously, we've got that this week. The top eight sides playing up against each other. Now, the stats aren't probably overly surprising. They're pretty straightforward. But keen to get what those three key stats are uh, and just get Sam's take on them. Yeah, like you know, every half time you'll see the the commentary team. They'll uh, pull up all the stats and they'll go through uh, how how the teams are faring against each other with the stats. But we kind of don't really jump into what they all mean in terms of winning a game of footy. Um, so I did dive into the forty five games that were played against top eight teams this season, um, and kind of just looked at what was the statistics um, out of all of the statistics that were actually the highest correlated to. Uh, winning the game and like you said not big surprises but interesting numbers Um, the first one that I wanted to call out was making the least amount of tackles Um, 75% of games are won by the team that makes less tackles the next one is uh, post contact meters so 36 of the games of the 45 so that's 80% of them are won by the team who dominates the post-contact. And then the final one is a completion rate. Uh, again, 36 games out of the 45, which is 80% of the games, are won by the team who has the better completion rate. This one, to me, is a bit of an interesting one because when you look at non-top eight games, so games throughout the entire season, completion rate only is won by the team that wins 68% of the time. So what I'm saying there is, there's a higher reliance on completion rate in these top eight clashes. And I wonder if that's kind of something indicative of finals footy. Um, And yeah, I'd love to get Sam's thoughts on it all. Yeah, it's interesting, Jimmy. I I will start by saying this podcast works because we're such a different bunch of thinkers. Now, you love your stats. Tim works both ways. I'm not a stats man at all due to the fact that I ha- I'll i tell you a story once. I got asked this question. It was after maybe the 2015 season, and I got asked by a, by a, a reporter about the Raiders needed to improve their um, their the kicking metres on the last tackle. And they said, how do you improve your, your kicking metres on your last tackle? And I remember that year, and we had a really big forward pack, and we, we just rolled down the field all the time, and we ended up just kicking it. We were putting up bombs, effectively. We were, we were finishing down the right end of the field. Now, that year defensively we were really poor. So I've got no doubt there was a lot of reasons why we finished in the bottom half of the eight. But 
the stat itself was a ridiculous stat. Now, the stats you've just come up with there, I think what they all do, they all correlate to where you turn over the football. And this is the big stat. I think this is the one that everyone needs to look back and go, all right, where where does this team turn over the football? Post-contact metres, it probably means that the opposition is not getting off their line and you've got momentum going into each tackle, therefore you're rolling down the field. Completion rate, same again. You're not turning the football over. Um, I just feel as though the, the big and the single most important stat is where that football's turned over and all those stats revolve around kicking the ball high and long into a corner. It's the hardest place to attack from. It's the longest place you have to go to get to the try line. And the, the teams that do it well, they're the teams that are always at the top. And I, I take you back to the grand final last year. And if you want to have a look at a kicking masterclass, it was Nathan Cleary who just turned that ball over high, long into a corner. And I, I don't think I've seen an individual's kicking game as precise as his was that day. So as I said, I'm not always a big stats man, but what you've just come up with there, it, it clearly shows that where you turn the football over is going to be key to winning that game. Uh, and a really interesting stats. Now, Sam, that leads into our tips for week one of the finals. And it does start with that man, Nathan Cleary, back on deck for the Penrith Panthers. Panthers, fascinating contest at Top Sport. They've got, what are we at, Blue Bet Stadium, Friday night, 7.50pm. Uh, Panthers are pretty firm favourites against Parramatta, despite losing to them both times this season. Who do you like in this game? I think Penrith's still the team to beat in the competition. And I think having some of those players back, I just mentioned Nathan Cleary. I think just the consistency they've shown over the past few years and the the amount of quality that they've got across the park. I don't think there's many chinks in that armour. And I think that they're going to go into this final series where they probably deserve to be as, as pretty he- heavily favourites for the, for the competition. And I start, I think it starts this week. The way the, Parramatta side's been going you know, at their best. There's no doubt they can beat anyone. I just question whether they can do it a few times in a row to win a competition, whereas I think Penrith can, and I think it starts this week. Uh, Nathan Cleary, he'll come back. He'll bring a massive buzz to the side. Playing at home, big occasion. They can play these big games now, and for me, it's Penrith. Jerome Luai has played one of the last six or so games for Penrith. Uh, Nathan Cleary's missed five in a row. Does this impact stability going into week one of the finals at all, or is it a case of these boys have played enough together that they'll slot back in seamlessly? Yeah, I think they'll slot back in seamlessly. I don't think it'll be an issue for them at all. And uh, We mentioned Nathan Cleary there a couple of times, and when you're suspended, it's a hell of a lot different to being injured. You can still train. You can still do so much work. Physically, He's he's. I've got no doubt he would have been out um, tackling players. He was probably defending in the middle of the rocket um, at, at drills during the week. He, he would have been getting a lot of work into his body. And the way that he controls the game and the respect the rest of his team has for him, they'll listen to him. They'll fall back in. And I don't think it's going to be an issue. Moving on to game two of the weekend, and that is the Melbourne Storm versus the Canberra Raiders. Amy Park in Melbourne at 5.40 on Saturday. Sam, your Raiders... Another really fascinating contest because the Raiders have had the wood over Melbourne for a couple of years now. Uh, Particularly, they've had, I I would say, more success than any club down at Amy Park. What is it that makes the Raiders stack up match-wise 
against the, the Storm. And I suppose, how do you see this one playing out? Another really interesting contest. The Raiders, the last couple of weeks, have, have put score lines on. And for the last few years, there hasn't been a lot of blowouts. A lot of wins have been quite tight and gritty and, and found a way to win. And that's happened a lot of times this year. Without those wins, the Raiders aren't in the eight. But the last couple of weeks, there's been just something in that attack where it's clicked. And I know that the opposition was poor, but that confidence that they've got to move the ball and score tries, I haven't seen that for a little while. And I think Jack Whiten and Jamal Fogarty, Jack was rested last week, but they're starting to click. Um, the outside backs are starting to find some confidence. And... I just know that the Raiders, when they go down there, I don't know if it's Ricky versus Bellyache or what it is, but there's just some sort of um, something magical in the air that the players just want to play and they want to be down there. And the, the Melbourne faithful, they're, they're very um, biased lot. So you get down there and you know you're in a cauldron and it's brilliant. It's, I think, one of the best places to play football at Amy Park. Mm. But I do think that the Raiders are going, going to go down there and put a show on. I really do. If they can hold out that middle uh, middle pack of the Storm, Big Nelson and the Bromwich brothers, if they can hold them out and keep the momentum, I think that the Raiders can actually give them a show. Whether or not they win is, is a big question, but there's a little bit of value around the Raiders this week. Mm. Yeah, plenty of value in that one. So um, moving on to one of the, the more difficult games I found to tip. I had some decent feelings around the other three, but the Sharkies and the Cowboys, points bet stadium, 7.50pm Saturday night. Uh, market has Cronulla narrow favourites. Who do you like in this, Sam? We're all going to have a hell of a lot more of an idea about this competition after this weekend, and, and this game's no different. Which one of these sides who have had a rapid rise over the last 12 months, who steps up and who can play finals football? I still think that the Cowboys' rise is a little bit too soon. I I feel that they're maybe 12 months early. In saying that, Cronulla's had a massive rise as well, but they've had a little bit more, I think, with Finucane and, and McInnes and these sort of players, they have a little bit more of a Fonz football style. That's not to say the Cowboys can't beat them. I had Peter Hickey there to score a try, but it's a very hard betting proposition this game, and I certainly won't be playing around with anything in this game. But the, uh, the Sharks playing at home, is the big one for me. If it was the other way around, I'd probably go with the Cowboys. But playing at home, they know their conditions. They'll be up for this game. And I'm going to lean with the Sharks slightly. Mm. Yeah, it was interesting that all of our plays pretty well avoided this game and targeted just about every other fixture in the round. <laughs> Moving on to the final game of the round, it is another blockbuster. The Roosters and the Rabbitohs, Sunday 4.05 p.m. at Allianz Stadium in Sydney. Marked as the Roosters as... Uh, firm enough favourites. They're currently at a dollar fifty-eight. Now, Sam, fascinating contest once again in that we've got Victor Radley back in, we've got Joey Manu out, we've got Suali'i back in, we've got Cam Murray potentially back in. Who do you like in the Roosters versus Rabbitohs? To me, this is a battle of the forwards with the the way the Roosters started their game not so uh, against Melbourne not so long ago. I don't think I've seen a forward pack come out and it's be as fired up and just go straight through a team like they did that night. The Rabbitohs need to match that that intensity of, of Big Jared and um, Victor Radley, these players who I think they're giving them a brilliant platform. Now, if the Rabbitohs can match them, I think the Rabbitohs can win the game. 
But the other big talking point is the centers of the Roosters. Can Momorowski and, and Drew Hutchison contain mm. the outside backs of the Rabbitohs? If, the, if, if they do do that, and if those centers do a good job defensively, and they, they don't even need to be a, an attacking weapon, if they can do a good job defensively, I think that the Roosters win the game. So I'm going to lean towards the Roosters to win it uh, on the basis of their forward pack and how well they've been going forward. But I think that's the two key key areas, whether or not those centers can can defend well and can the Rabbitohs stay and match the intensity of uh, of the Roosters. Hmm. I, I don't mind being poorly, Momorowski. He cops a bit of grief, the poor fella, but I reckon he's a good footballer. Uh, and Sam, Drewy Hutchinson, what a success story in rugby league. Now, he's a mate of yours. You spent a bit of time with him at the Dragons. I think he's been over the Super League. He was a halfback. He's played hooker. He's played lock, I think, and now he's playing centre for the Roosters. Did you ever envision this coming? Yeah, not in a million years. I thought he'd play in the centres. He's always been big enough to play around the... He's played a bit of hooker and lock, but even that was a stretch. And the faith to show him, the faith shown in him to put him in the centres in these big games is unbelievable. I know last week there was a disallowed try where he got away with it. I'm not too sure they can. I just don't know if they can win the comp with him there. I I, I love the bloke and I hope he proves me wrong. But for him to go from where he was to here and and try and try and win a comp with the Roosters. I'm not sure if they can. But in saying that, he's proved me wrong in the past. And I just love seeing a bloke like him do everything he can to make sure that um, you know his team wins. Yeah. Good on you, Drewy boy. Uh, Husey, any any turn of tune there or are you sticking with your stats? No, I am sticking with my stats. But I was going to say, just from watching the game, that I thought the Roosters, well, one of the big things they did really well was they contained Latrell off their, off the first tackle. So they, they I think they kept them under 100 um, metres. So I, can they do that again? I'm not sure. But uh, definitely they need to get in there, get in, in Latrell's face and, and stop him from uh, letting loose, I think. Absolute cork of a game. Corker of a weekend coming up. Guys, if you're also keen to extend your fantasy season, Supercoach obviously done for the year. Come and take on the SC Playbook crew in the Bundy NRL Mixer, combining the NRL and NRLW competitions all the way through until the end of the finals. Uh, our league code is on the site. SC Playbook special this week. Last week fell just short of that $4 one in the Titans-Warriors game. This week, now I don't have the odds yet, still waiting to hear back from the good folk at Top Sport, but... We'll be playing around the edge back rowers to combine for a certain amount of tries for around that 4 to $5 mark again. Uh, if you go through them, they're just in this top eight, try-scoring freaks. And it's also going off the base of, I reckon, Angus Crichton can jag one running over the top of poor little Lockie Ilias again. Uh, so edge back rowers, that market will be up on site or on a, across our socials, I should say, uh, over the next day or two. No podcast next week. Uh, I'm out of action for that one, so we will be back the following week. Uh, we will get our plays up, though, and we'll post all, all nine of those across our socials. Uh, Sam, thanks very much, mate, and good luck to your raids. Yeah, cheers, boys. Good week ahead. Husey, thank you. Thanks, boys. Always right, a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers.